Do you feel that in a time when we are more connected than ever, we are drifting away from real human connections, especially to ourselves? I do. Hi, I'm Leticia Latino, and I want to invite you to join me and my very inspiring guests in exploring ways to reconnect to your essence, to your definite purpose, to what makes you tick. Are you ready? Hello, everybody. Today is December 24th, 2020. And as I've done um, two other years since we've been on the air, I wanted to take advantage of the day and share some thoughts with you about the holiday season with the distinction that this year... um, you know, release date, which is normally on Thursdays, is really actually the day um, that December 24th falls in. So I take it as a very special occasion. And I'm going to be honest with you, you probably, that the recording doesn't sound great, sounds a little different. I'm taking it straight uh, to my into my computer with no headset, just very spontaneous. As, um, as I were doing things around the house to prepare for, for Christmas, you know, I thought that during my life, I have always been very diplomatic about my faith and my religion. Uh, you heard maybe before in one of the episodes, um, I, I was raised Catholic. I went to um, uh, all non-school for pretty much like 17 years so. Let's say religion was instilled in me very early on. But, you know, I've had my own journey with religion. And so even if I always say I'm very set in what I believe in and, uh, you know, the, the core of the Catholic faith is Jesus and I will never doubt his existence and his story. I'm also a practical person, and, and, and I know there's part of the story that sounds a little, you know, kind of hard to believe and all that. So because of that, it's I've always been on a quest of learning more. And uh, so I want to share on this episode a few things about what has strengthened my faith during the path, but also what has made me, I believe, a very inclusive person in terms of I don't mind. I have tons of Jewish friends because I went to a university in Venezuela that, you know, there were too many universities, uh, well, three really, but the ones that had, you know, the business career and so on, there were the Catholic university and then the one I went to. So obviously people of non-Catholic faith probably avoided to go to that one. So by default, I ended up in a place where I saw a little bit of everything And that gave me an open-mindedness that I appreciate because I think the core of all religions and all spiritual paths are really inherently about being good, being a good human being, embracing good values. So I think all religions can agree on that. I don't think there's one religion. And yeah, there's some radical uh, beliefs that, you know, accept certain things that our other religions don't. But I think at the core of all spiritual uh, journeys and religions is, you know, you have to be good. Don't do to others what you don't want done to you. 
And, um, you know, one of the spiritual paths that I've been most attracted to is Buddhism. And, and you know, I say it without shame. Some, some Catholics will think I'm crazy for this because there are people that say you have to believe in what you believe. But I, I'm an explorer. I'm a discoverer. I like to um, learn from different perspectives. So I, I have read a bunch of Buddhist books, and I think that we can agree that a lot of the teachings are very, very similar. But uh, what I want to share with you today is about my own approach to Christmas and my own approach to my faith, because it's something that in an effort not to be, you know, confrontational or maybe just to stay on the safe path, I don't bring religion up a lot. And not so much for me, because as I say, I'm very accepting of all paths, but I know there's some people that get very defensive once they realize maybe you believe in something a little bit different than they do. But today's Christmas is Christmas is going to be Christmas Eve and tomorrow is Christmas Day. And uh, we do have to admit that the world, one way or the other, stops on this festivity, on this holiday. You know, being that you believe in, in Jesus or not. I think most religions accept the fact that Jesus existed, that some call him a prophet, some call him other things. But, you know, I don't think it, it, it's really disputed the fact that he existed. He came to us. And um, I got a message from my school, my kids' school the other day, and they do go to Catholic school because I thought for me, it, it gave me so many good values, you know, about how to be a, per, a good person in general, I think that I'm a good person, um, that I, I thought there's nothing, you know, nothing can be bad about trying to give them the same things, despite or regardless of the faith itself. And uh, and so, as you might have heard, we had a winter solstice happening uh, on December 21st. And basically what happened is that the two largest planets in our solar system came closer together um, and they haven't been this close since the Middle Ages. Basically, I think somewhere in, in 1,600 and something. And these two planets are Jupiter and Saturn. And just this past, um, uh, well, they, what is it, two days ago, the 21st, three days ago, they appear so closely aligned in the sky that basically um, they form this conjunction. They call it the conjunction. And, and this is the effect that is believed to have formed the Christmas star, which is the same event that happened in the sky when Jesus was born in Bethlehem. And that is believed to be the star that the wise men followed to find Jesus in the manger. If you imagine, if you went out and looked at it, I, I saw it and I said, wow, that is bright. And, you know, when you read the, the, the story about the wise men and you read about this bright star guiding them, wow, it sounds a little like, well, yeah, whatever, you know. And then you see this event in the sky and you see that it happens so close to Christmas celebration and you wonder. Then you make, it makes you think that just in our current time, you know, when Jesus was born, there was violence, there was chaos, there was political and social unrest. Those were not easy times neither. It was a time where it was dark. And, uh, you know, Jesus' birth was taken eventually as, you know, um, the guy that stepped into the chaos and brought peace and brought some sort of awakening 
And so if you think about where we are in 2020 and and the things we're dealing with, we're dealing with a hopeless almost situation with this pandemic and with violence and with chaos and with racism and all these things that we're dealing with. And the winter solstice or the December 21st is one of the darkest days of the year. And yet Jupiter and Saturn met, given as the Christmas star. So I think it's a great and beautiful way to remind us all that even in the darkest times, light and hope can step in and will step in. And regardless of your faith, you know, there's hope out there. And there's these things that the universe does for us that remind us of that. And with that say, I want to share with you um, maybe there's probably two stories that have given me that light in times of darkness and relate to also religious religion. Um, you know, I'm definitely a big fan of Jesus, but I'm a big, big fan of the Virgin Mary. I have always had a very big affinity to her. I don't know if it's the nuns back in school that planted that in, in me and us growing up, making her a great example an example as a woman. And, and I can agree as a woman, if you listen to the story of, of Mary, it's, it's really someone that was selfless. It's someone that always was looking to serve others, to accept God's will, no matter what. Even if you don't believe in the story, but think about how moms are, how we are as women. You know, we do anything for our kids. We, we, you know, if you're a family center woman, you will do anything for your family. You will put others first. That's really what Mary did. So it's a great example. It's a great example, even in a story, even when you can argue that wasn't true. Just the story of Mary is inspirational. And so I've always um, been very devout to the Virgin Mary in all, the, in all her denominations. I've on pilgrimage to Fatima and Lourdes and Guadalupe. And I mean, the energy you feel is just out of, out of belief. It's just an energy you cannot reciprocate. But there's two stories that have really um, marked my life in a big way. And I'm, I want to share them with you. Um, so the first one, and, and the reason, mind you, why I don't want to bother you making this episode a little different, but the reason why I want to mark them with you is because I believe that call it God, call it Mary, call it the universe, call it the greater energy, it communicates with us one way or another. And we need to be sensitive to messages that we receive, to things that happen. I, I'm a firm believer of this. So... I want to share with you, back in 98, I had been living in Miami for a year and a half. I was basically alone because I didn't have any family when I moved to Miami, and I wasn't dating anybody. So it was a very lonely period in my life for the first time because I've been very social all my life. So it was, you know, when you move to a new city, um, doing my master's, which I was studying a lot. Well, in any case, I remember it was August, the month of August, and um, for whatever reason, one day I was home alone and I felt that I needed to pray the rosary. Mind you, I had prayed at school uh, many times, but, you know, I didn't remember how to pray it. I knew more or less the dynamics of it, but I couldn't, if I had to start it and say it, I, I wouldn't know. 
But, you know, I grabbed my rosary like I felt the need to do it. And I started praying the rosary. I had to get my booklet, whatever. A few days later, Lady Di died, which was something that was very shocking. And I just, this has nothing to do, but just that you imagine the circumstances. Because I think everybody can remember what they were when they heard those news. They were so shocking. And then... The father of one of my best friends died, and it was just such a strange period. I felt that Mary was calling me to pray. And so a month goes by, and during that month, I was just praying the rosary so much. I couldn't understand it, but it was making me feel good. So I was praying, praying, praying. And then comes September 22nd, which is my mother's birthday, and I get, I get the the worst call someone can get, really, which is my parents, who were in Italy for my cousin's wedding, had had a terrible, terrible traffic accident, car accident, 13 cars in a dark tunnel. They were the last car going in. And so they were with my uncle and aunt, which were the father and mother of the groom going towards the wedding, going to the wedding. And... Um, you know, that call was devastating because I was across the ocean and uh, there was nothing I could do. And that day, I realized why I had been praying the rosary. And even today, I realized why I had prayed the rosary. And I had no doubt in my heart that that was Mary telling me to prepare or prompting me to prepare because I was going to have a very, very tough test ahead of me. And so, um, long story short, my parents were in Italy for two months. My dad in intensive care for most of that of that time. He had internal bleeding. He really basically is a miracle that he's alive. My mom, she had many, many uh, issues. She had multiple fractures. She lost a little bit of one of her legs in, in bone. So she has a limp after that accident. Uh, and yeah, you heard right, that, that all happened on her birthday. So this was a massive um, event in my family that really changed a little bit our family after, after that. So after that particular event, what I took with me is obviously a gratefulness to having had the rosary because it really kept me sane. I would pray when my brother called me and they, mind you, they kept me in those two months, I knew half the truth. So there were moments where things got really nasty for me, like from one day to the other, because I had been privy of the information. And then they would tell me, oh, well, that is, you know, most likely he won't make this surgery. And they're making me sign this paper. My brother told me at 4 a.m. in the morning one night that he might not survive the surgery. And I wanted to call you and let you know because, you know, I cannot live with myself otherwise. And then you hang up the phone on the other side of the, of the, of the world. What do you do? Well, grab my rosary and keep praying, keep praying. And I'm very grateful for that company. And what stayed with me after that is that we have to pray. If you believe, if you have faith or anything to, to, to whatever energy, meditate. Do it even when you don't need it. Do it to be thankful because I think my faith gets strengthened then because I many times where I feel tired and I don't want to go to mass and I don't want to do this and that. And, and I remember how I had that as my salvation, basically, um, tool at that time, the prayer. And so it always stayed with me. Don't pray 
Letty, don't pray when you need it. Pray when, when you just have to be grateful. That's the best prayer. When you don't need anything from, from the universe, when you don't need anything from the entities you believe in. And so that stayed with me. And I'm very grateful. And that's one way um, Mary manifest, manifested in my life that I will never forget. The other story I want to share with you today um, on Christmas Eve, and, and, and I'm sorry, Jesus, I'm talking about Mary, but she's your mom, so you will forgive me for this. But uh, um, so this is a funny story. So I have heard from a friend of mine that the Virgin Mary was um, doing manifesting somewhere in Costa Rica. And by manifesting means she was uh, um, appearing to people in Costa Rica. And uh, I was traveling there for work very often. So I was there with my father on, you know, for a business meeting. And uh, our partner there was a Jewish guy. He knew my dad for many years. And so we go to the meeting. And then after that, we hear that we're going to have a few hours where we can do whatever we want. And so um, naive me, I think, well, I'm going to ask around uh, where this place that the Virgin Mary is appearing. If she's appearing, everybody's going to know about it because I'm thinking, you know, Lourdes or Fatima or these places where everybody knew, right? And um, when I tell our partner, he tells me where you want to, you know, I, I knew the region in Costa Rica where, where she was appearing. And uh, so he tells me that's like two hours away. And I said, well, don't worry. You guys do your thing. I'm going to go. And uh, I hadn't told him why I wanted to go there. And he said, no, 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 we have time. Let's just get in the car. It's going to be a nice road trip, nice road trip. So we get in the car and as we are, you know, driving in the, in the countryside. And then the unavoidable question came, which is, why do you want to come here? Mind you, my dad, again, he's Catholic, but he's not at all practicing and he is not the biggest believer. So I, I would say he's very... You know, he's Catholic because his family raised him that way. But um, yeah, he's not very spiritual. So imagine my dad when I have to tell the Jewish partner driving us across the country, like two hours away from the, the main city, San Jose, that I had heard that the Virgin Mary was appearing somewhere in the countryside and I didn't have the address, but I thought I was going to find her. Um, yeah, there was silence in the car and it was very uncomfortable. And so as we were approaching there, we stopped uh, at a um, police station where he, I got off the car and I asked, and of course they look at me like I'm crazy. I had to go back in the car uh, up to the next door, which was the next stop, which was a little supermarket, very rural. Again, same response. So I'm getting for the second time in the car having to say no one has heard nothing. And then we get close to the main little town that, you know, it was like uh, San Jose de Grecia is the name. I will never forget. And we get to the town. And from there, really, I wouldn't have any other clue. Like I knew it was in that vicinity of San Jose de Grecia that she was appearing. And so we see a church and, and, and the partner said, well, if they don't know here, um, I don't know where they would know. And so we stop in the church and I get off the car, very nervous. I look for the lady that, in my opinion, looked as the most religious person in the town. And I go and ask her and she basically laughed at me and told me, oh, my God, people, they really come up with the craziest stories. 
And my disappointment was so huge because these were people of faith, people coming out of mass. And there I was, you know, with my little crazy story, but I honestly thought I was going to get a very different answer. So I had to walk back to the car and explain to my dad and the partner that no one had a clue and basically we had wasted the trip. Um, so I get in the car and they were very nice about it. I have to say they didn't, you know, make, make fun of me, but I, I was, I was so disappointed. And this town was like literally two roads, right? So as, as he drives away and he's finding his way out of the town, we get into this one street, uh, one, one way street, basically. And at the end of that street, there's a huge image of the Virgin Mary and there's a gardener cleaning it and I kid you not if you've ever read the Bible this could be a, a scene or a passage out of the Bible or one of those movies you watch the guy cleaning the thing very mystical the the statue was beautiful so you know we get there we can have no way to go but other to back up and, uh, and I get off the car and I say, well, my dad says, well, maybe this guy knows. I mean, there's a Virgin Mary there and maybe he knows. So I, I get off the car and right there, go to the guy and ask him, hey, and I tell him the story. Have you heard anything about this and blah, blah. And I tell him the whole story. And he said, no, miss, I haven't heard it, but she's right here in front of you. So why would you look for her any further? And my mouth dropped, literally. I realized he was true. He was right. And, um, you know, I had my moment. I said my prayer. When I got back in the car to kind of explain again, I was even a little defensive almost like to explain, you know, this guy doesn't know anything. The Jewish partner and my father were out of words. The impact this event had on my father, even today, was... Of, um, you know, of a force that was so big that even if I had found a place, my father would have never had been impacted the way he was impacted. Because the fact that I found the Virgin Mary in the most incredible of ways on a one-way street, when, when do you go to a one-way street? I mean, that barely happens anymore. And the fact that it was a Virgin Mary. And so both of them were extremely touched by this story. So, so was I. As time has gone by, I have realized, and my dad would admit to this, he has told me this, this was something that happened because of him, because it really was proof that when you believe no matter what, and when you're willing to go to the extreme, and when you are willing to be laughed at for something you believe in, and this is, again, take this story out of the religious context and go and put it in your business, in your dreams, in anything you're doing, and you're willing to be ridiculed, and you're willing to just do what you think is good and what you want to do, then things like this happen that remind you that somewhere out there, somehow, the universe is reacting, the higher force, the, the people you believe in. And so... Those are my two stories, and they have been in my heart uh, since they happened. That's why I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Mary. But I want to invite you to think about your own life, about those circumstances that have seemed a little bit strange, that something has happened that almost seemed paranormal in essence, and 
to just consider maybe, maybe um, whatever it is that higher energy you believe in is trying to communicate with you. And when we are able to tap into that trust that, that there's a bigger plan, a master plan, somehow something that we are supposed to fulfill, our life prophecy, if you, if you will, that we have, of course, um, power into modifying. I don't believe that something's written and that's it. I, I really don't believe in that. I believe that we have the tools and the potential to transform our lives into whatever it is that we wanted to transform it. But I do believe some people just because of the craziness of every day, they miss. I, I almost missed it uh, on that story I just told you when I was so focused on finding the place that I was almost missing the mark as to she was right there trying to communicate with me. And it was someone else pointing it out that that did the trick. So, you know, as, as 2021 comes in, let's, let's try to focus on those things, on those little details and, um, and see what happens. And also, um, the other thought I wanted to share is, let's make the holidays about what it's important. Again, if you're not a Christian, you don't believe in Jesus, make it about family and being together. If you are a Christian, then let's make it about what really it is. It is Jesus's birth. And um, he's the important one, not the gifts, not you know, the, the Santa, not all these things that unfortunately the marketing machine of society has made us believe that they are important. We are going crazy buying gifts. And let's remember, why are we buying gifts? Why is it so special? Why, why do we have a holiday today? And if you don't believe just, in, you know, in, in the story of Jesus, just you know, make a break in your life and, and just make it about something special. Let's not just go through the motions of exchanging gifts and going crazy and, and just, you know, being an automatic pilot. Because it's, I don't think it's really about that. It's about finding the meaning in things and the meaning in family and the meaning in giving value to you know, the the important things, the back to basics things, as, as I call them, love, compassion, kindness, being good to each other, being of service to each other, seeing how we can help. And that's, that's always something that I have in my list for next year is how can I help others? So to close this very special episode where I kind of share for the first time my religious views, my faith, uh, what I believe in, I want to invite a very special guest here with me, and it's my almost six-year-old daughter, Emma. Hello, Emma. Hi. How you doing? Good. Well, you know, Mommy has this podcast, and I share with some people my thoughts on things. Yeah. So, because today is Christmas Eve, I want to share your thoughts about Christmas. What do you think about Christmas, Emma? It's really fun. Santa gave us presents, and my favorite part of it is about Jesus. Why is that your favorite part? Because I love Jesus. And why is that? Because Jesus made us. And do you think today is a special day for Jesus? Yeah, because it's almost Christmas, and tomorrow is Christmas Eve. And it is his birthday. Is Jesus' birthday? Yeah. And do you have a gift for him? Yeah, and it is love. 
Oh, that's very nice, Emma. You know, it's it's about giving to other people. Mm-hmm. What's your prayer for Christmas Eve? The one that I do in school. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Bless my bow and all women, and blessed are the fruit of thy bone, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and the hour of our death. Amen. Great. Thank you, Emma. Anything else you want to say? There's a lot of people listening to you right now. You want to say anything else? Bye, everyone. Bye, Emma. Thank you for being in Back to Basics. Well, and now I have my firstborn, just turned 10 years old, and uh, he's uh, a force to be reckoned with, little actor, funny guy, model, Mr. Christian Van Splanteren. Hello, Christian. Hi. How are you, buddy? Really good. Really good? Yeah. Well, as you know, I was uh, talking to your little sister about about Christmas and, and, you know, her thoughts on it. So I want to ask you, what are your thoughts on Christmas, Christian? I think it's probably going to be really hard. The fact that it's going to be COVID and then having to test and then having to hang out with your family because it's, it's just spending three hours in line isn't very fun. You have to get together and then set up some event that you don't get to do every once in a while. Because since now there's COVID, there's less chance and not as many families are, you know, getting to do that. And it's not going to be fun for all of those families. And so we're lucky that we get to hang out with our family. And I'm lucky I have such a good one. Oh, that's very sweet. And, and what about the celebration itself? What are we celebrating and what are your thoughts on the actual Christmas Eve celebration? So I think that I think people got too deep into Christmas. So with Santa and the elves and the reindeers, we're not focusing on the main reason, which is, you know, Jesus Christ. And I think we should focus more on that with because all of the Christmas decorations, the pine trees never had to do anything with Christmas. They just made up some pine tree kind of thing, and then they just went on with it. It doesn't have to do anything with, like, the actual Christmas. It's not really spiritual. Well, that's quite deep. <laughs> I'm laughing because none of this is prepared, guys. And so is there anything in particular you want to, you know, be thankful for this Christmas Day? Um, that our family has all negatives and tests and that we are all safe. That's very nice. And you know, Christian, that your name, although we never chose it for the religion meaning, but, you know, it's, it's quite special. Yeah, I'm lucky. I love people calling me Christian, and I could say, what? Because when they say, um, I'm Christian, I could say, what? No, you're not Christian, I'm Christian. Well, that's funny. Okay, you want to say anything fun to close, you know, to anybody listening out there? Any future plans for 2021? Anything fun, Christian? Subscribe to my channel. What? what? You're doing cross-promotion here in my platform? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is who he is. But yeah, he has a YouTube channel under Christian Van Splanter and has so many fun videos. And what else do you want to do? Is there anything else you want to do other than your channel, gaming channel you mentioned? Uh, I want to get a computer. So if, if um, you, once that comes out, maybe you, sh- you guys should make one. Uh, um, no, maybe you guys should subscribe to it. Okay, well, I keep telling my audience to subscribe to your channel. Thank you so much. Also, subscribe to my mom's. Well, thank you. Thanks, my love.
Thank you for being here. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Well, so there you have it. That's uh, my own kids' thoughts on Christmas. So to be honest with you, I'm a little shocked that Emma just uh, prayed the Hail Mary. So having shared what I shared with you earlier in this episode, I'm going to take it as a sign um, that Mary is still with me in every step of the way. And uh, she's still such a positive influence in everything I do. And with that, I want to wish you a safe and healthy and happy Christmas. And uh, thank you for all you've supported me this year in Back to Basics. I look so much forward 2021, what we can achieve together, what we can inspire each other just by showing up in your loved one's lives. Just show up for someone that loves you and uh, support them, and more importantly, show up for you and support you. So as you gather those thoughts and those dreams and those things you would love to see achieved in 2021, just be your biggest cheerleader. You can do anything you set your heart to do. So I think that's that. Merry, Merry Christmas for those of you that celebrate it. Happy holidays, whatever your religion is, that's not the important thing. The important thing is to go in and stay in back to basics. Take this time to do that. And uh, I will talk to you next week as we prepare for bringing in 2021. Take care, everybody. And thank you again. Dice Latino over and